This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, October 13th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, regional hospitals remain strained from COVID. 2D and 300 go head-to-head. 10 years of Telluride Brewing Company and a mountain weather forecast. Hospital capacity on the western slope remains strained due to COVID-19. That's according to San Miguel County Public Health Director Grace Franklin. She says over the past week, all hospital transfers from the Telluride Regional Medical Center to Montrose Memorial Hospital were denied. Um, And so they were all transferred to St. Mary's, which adds substantial time to our EMS response and Um, really um, could be detrimental to those getting transferred and needing up care. Franklin provided a COVID update to the San Miguel Board of County Commissioners on Wednesday. Hospital capacity is one of the three primary metrics public health looks at when evaluating the state of COVID in the county. Locally, the other two, positivity and incident rate, have remained steady, but elevated. We've seen an increase in um, uh, incidence rate Um, around uh, surrounding us, but we've maintained steady in the yellow for the last um, month or so. So what does that mean when it comes to lifting San Miguel County's indoor mask mandate? It's a holding pattern. Franklin notes the numbers are looking good, but public health is still evaluating the impacts of potential major spread or spread through households. Really, household spread has become the dominant um, form of spread for COVID cases in our county, and then community spread is that second place um, most common um, exposure category. Um, as a reminder, community is really that environmental um, where we're not quite sure um, the exact pinpoint, but clearly um, it was um, just from moving out and about in our community. There is also the fact that young people in the community are unable to be vaccinated. Franklin says the Federal Food and Drug Administration could approve Pfizer vaccines for children 5 to 11 years old by the end of October or early November. Based off of what we're hearing from the state and federal level, um, it looks like it'll be a new formula specific to 5 to 11 year olds um, where the um, dilutant is going to come already mixed in. So that just means um, we cannot use the existing Pfizer stock on hand but we'll need to um, wait for the approved new EUA-authorized Pfizer for 5 to 11 years old. That means San Miguel County might not get the vaccine right away. The speculation is the first week that different counties will receive batches of 300 doses, and then after that, each following week, you can order a minimum of 100 doses. So for our county, um, we have about an estimated 700 5 to 11-year-olds within our county as residents. It's unclear how that will pan out when they um, distribute based off of DOLA estimates, if we'll get lumped into that first um, week's distribution or if we'll be delayed because of our um, lower population size. San Miguel County's indoor mask mandate is currently in place through the end of October, Public health has the ability to rescind the mandate early or extend it later into the year. Housing is on the ballot this November. 
Two measures looking to address Telluride's housing crisis will go before voters. On Tuesday, representatives from Measure 2D and Citizen Initiative 300 went head-to-head on Kodo, sharing their vision for housing solutions in the region. Question 2D has two parts. It it puts a moratorium on the issuance of short-term rental licenses for a period of two years. And then second, uh, it uh, imposes a 100% increase on business license fees uh, for holders of short-term rental licenses. That's Keith Hampton, a proponent for Measure 2D. He says the measure will raise funding for affordable housing projects in Telluride going forward, but he acknowledges all of those projects are at least several months away from going online. There is a time lag between today, when we're in the middle of a housing crisis, and a year, two years, or four years when these projects are coming online and people can move in. So what do we do in the interim to help people find housing and address the crisis we have now. And that's where the increased funding, uh, the $200,000 in funding that will come from doubling the business license fees comes in because we'll be able to use that money to really look at programs like rental assistance where we can reach out to people and really get them in homes um, now this winter and start to address this problem immediately. That $200,000 is the estimated amount that would go to the town from a double to short-term rental business license fees. But for Emily Scott Robinson, Measure 2D doesn't do enough. She is one of the three residents behind Citizens Initiative 300. 300 would cap the number of short-term rental licenses to 400 per year, with exceptions for locals who short-term rent their primary residence and units that don't allow for owner occupancy. This is a radical measure that we've put forth to help restore balance in the town of Telluride. We've all seen the hundreds of job listings in the classifieds and the restaurants and coffee shops that we love shutting their doors and the many Facebook posts about locals losing their housing and also people wanting to move here who already have jobs and cannot find a place to live. Yes, it has always been hard to carve out a life here, as we've heard. We know this, but Telluride is closer than ever to becoming a ghost town. And it's time to take drastic action to save the community that we all love. Robinson adds, given the Box Canyon nature of Telluride, she believes it's important to turn to the housing stock that already exists. We have such limited space, we can't build our way out of this problem. We have millions and millions of dollars already allocated towards affordable housing. 2D is only going to add about $200,000 a year to the affordable housing measure. And that's through these business license fees, which the town of Telluride's town council has already agreed that whether or not their measure passes, they're going to increase. But Hampton disagrees. I don't understand the concept that says we're not going to build our way out of affordable housing. I think it's the only way we're going to get affordable housing, uh, the affordable housing problem solved in this valley. We have to build new housing and we have to put resources against that to provide new units for people to move into because the existing housing stock just isn't available. And, and we'd all like to wish it would be so. But in fact, we're lucky here that we have housing in the pipeline that's ready to be built by the town of Mountain Village, the town of Telluride, the county, and the ski area. In addition, Hampton believes passing 300 will have a negative impact on the economy. We believe that if ballot 300 is enacted, you're going to cut short-term rental licenses by 40-plus percent. There's going to be less people in town. There's going to be less people here, less units to work at. So 
housekeeping, maintenance, uh, vendors of all sorts, there's going to be less work for them. We're going to lose jobs in town. According to Robinson, Telluride needs to look at the entire community's economic ecosystem. Central to this narrative is what will happen to the lodging industry? What will the effects and the, the cutbacks in the lodging industry? What will the effects be on the real estate industry? But what are the costs that all the businesses on Main Street have already paid? What about un the unfilled government jobs, the vacancies at the med center, at the Telluride, in the Telluride School District, all the nonprofits? that are incredibly short-staffed. What about all the people like musicians and artists in this community who tourists come and love to participate in the entertainment those people provide? These folks have already been paying the price. Everybody needs to share the burden. Advocates of Measure 300 add they hope by limiting the number of short-term rental licenses in Telluride, at least some of those units will convert to long-term rental opportunities for locals. Hampton says that's wishful thinking. We went out, we talked to hundreds of owners of short-term rental use of short-term rental units, and in fact, there would be very, very little interest. And why? Because these owners use them as vacation homes. So it's very difficult for them to think about turning them over to long-term rentals. He reiterates the focus should be on building more housing that is targeted towards the local workforce. Of course, during a campaign season, money is power. Tuesday was the first campaign filing deadline. Each campaign was required to report the amount of money they have raised and spent on the campaign. Measure 300 reported $0 in contributions and has spent $25 to buy a website domain. Measure 2D has raised roughly $92,000 and spent around $3,500. 2D's funds have come primarily from local real estate and property management companies and a number of second homeowners from around the country. While individual donations have not been local, Hampton says they're from people who are invested in the community. I think sometimes it's easy to discount one group versus another. I think one of the real issues that's happened in this campaign is that there's been kind of this this division and this pitting of one group versus another, locals versus second homeowners, for example. I think we need to celebrate and cherish all the members of our community. And so for us to reach out to those members of the community who love Telluride and, and ask them to uh, contribute to uh, uh, our effort to uh, try to really solve the affordable housing issue that's in front of us and certainly not allow uh, uh, the community's efforts toward affordable housing to be derailed, which is what we perceive is going to happen with question 300. Robinson doesn't see it that way. The opposition group has raised almost $100,000 to try and keep ballot measure 300 from passing in our community. And it is a majority of outside donors who do not live full-time here in Telluride. It's really important to pay attention to the fact that the promoters of 2D are saying that they want to raise money for affordable housing, and yet they're spending half of what they plan to raise in a year with their measure on killing our ballot measure. It's disappointing. While the two measures are often seen as being in direct opposition of each other, both are allowed to pass. In that case, the measure with more votes would go into effect where the measures contradict, namely when it comes to the allowed number of short-term rental licenses. Members of Telluride Town Council have also shown support for amending either measure if they pass. 
When it comes to what those amendments could look like, Robinson says she would like to see town council pass a provision allowing an additional exception to 300 for homeowners who rent a lock-off or accessory dwelling unit to a local. Hampton says he would advocate for town council to dedicate $2 million from the real estate transfer tax to housing solutions specifically for this winter. To hear the full conversation on ballot measure 2D and 300, go to KOTO.org and click on the Off the Record archive under the News tab. The weather may be cooling off, but a cold beer can still hit the spot. KOTO's Matt Hoish recently stopped by a local beer maker celebrating a special milestone. He brings us this story. It's a snowy October afternoon in the San Juans. But inside the Telluride Brewing Company tasting room in Lawson Hill, there's a lively scene full of beer and conversation. And none of it would be there without Tommy Thatcher. Oh yeah, found a sweet nectar of Tempter IPA coming out of the tap. Boom. <laughs> Thatcher is president and co-founder of Telluride Brewing, which is celebrating its 10-year anniversary this week. I meet him at the tasting room to grab some beers and talk about the milestone. We take our beers up to his office where it's a little quieter to chat. Cheers. Yeah, man. Um, when I ask Thatcher how it all started, he takes me back to 2004, when he moved to Telluride and got his first job at Smugglers. He was bartending, and Chris Fish, who goes by Fish, was the brewmaster. Fish taught me all sorts of stuff about beers. We drank a lot of beers together, and we had a lot of fun together. We became uh, best friends. A few years later, after moving on to teach at the mountain school, Thatcher was looking for a change. And it turned out, so was Fish. And, and that change came with this idea of opening up a brewery uh, in Tyride. Some people, Thatcher says, thought they were crazy. Producing and distributing a product in the remote mountain area is tough. We have to compete with uh, more efficient breweries and, and breweries that can make beer cheaper. But they pushed through. Early on, they canned beers by hand, and they weren't exactly swimming in money, so... We would uh, pay people in beer, so if, uh, if it snowed, and you know, no one would show up, and it was just, just the, the, you know, the, the skeleton crew that we had. It was hard work, but Thatcher also had one of his favorite memories in those early days. It was a few months into the venture, and the brewery had entered beers into the World Beer Cup. Thatcher and Fish went to San Diego for the event, and at the awards ceremony... The American Brown category got called, and uh, bronze, silver, and then gold goes to Face Down Brown, Telluride Brewing Company. And I have never seen a human jump higher from um, sitting in a chair that Fish did, and I, I almost thought he was going to hit the ceiling. Um, I was. We were five, min five months into this business, and... Uh, it was right then, it was like, wow, we just got a, a gold medal at the World Beer Cup. And people were like, who's Telluride Brewing? You know, I've never heard of those guys. Since then, Telluride Brewing Company has made a name for itself. Today, Thatcher says you can find their beers in most parts of Colorado. 
but he doesn't think any of it would have happened without support from the local community, especially in those early years. Focusing on home first, he explains, has always been a big point for the business. Yeah, we have the name Telluride in our name. Uh, we don't take that lightly because there's so much that comes with just having, you know, the, the greatness of Telluride. In hindsight, it almost feels predestined, but I'm still curious why two guys were so determined to make a brewery work in a remote mountain town. It just sounds really hard. Thatcher says it's because they love Telluride. We want to be here for, for the long haul, and, and, and we wanted to put our roots down here and figure out a plan of how to make that actually happen. By starting a business that we knew that if we executed the plan that we believed in, we could make Telluride home forever. Ten years later, Telluride Brewing continues to spread its roots and is looking toward the next decade. A good reason to raise a glass. San Miguel County plans to extend a moratorium on deed restriction terminations for accessory dwelling units in unincorporated parts of the county. The moratorium applies to 40 remaining deed-restricted ADUs built when the county required anyone building a residence of 5,000 square feet or more to also build a deed-restricted ADU. There was an option existed for the individuals to pay a payment in lieu of $80,000 instead of constructing the ADU. And if the proposed new residence was less than 5,000 square feet and the property owner chose to build, a, um, an ADU and it had to be deed restricted. That's Troy Hangen, senior planner for the county, discussing the ADU moratorium at this week's Board of County Commissioners meeting. Over the years, according to County Planning Director Kay Simonson, the county has terminated some of those deed restrictions for various reasons. We've had somewhere, even going back to the original building permits, they were, uh, the units never existed as an independent unit. Um, so we've terminated some of those. And then there were some where the deed restrictions were never signed by the owner at the time, which is um, legally precarious position to be in. But recently, Simonson says the county saw a slight uptick in owners seeking to terminate the ADU deed restrictions, prompting the county to impose a moratorium last fall to have time to assess the situation. The county surveyed ADU owners and found only about 20% of the units were rented. Almost 30% were vacant and a little less than 50% of owners didn't respond. This week, Hangen laid out several options the county could take in response to the findings, ranging from requiring owners to rent out their ADUs, to establishing a termination fee, to terminating unsigned deed restrictions on request from the owner. I know it's a really unfortunate situation, but it's reality. If a termination fee is the way to go, the commissioners agree it should be higher than the $80,000 payment in lieu. Simonson agrees the current fee levels are, quote, really not adequate. The commissioners plan to go over county housing mitigation fees next week. That's also when they plan to extend the ADU deed restriction termination moratorium for another six months to determine the best way to handle future termination requests. With snow moving from the high country into town, the Telluride Ski Resort is actively preparing for winter. 
Telski announced this week all trails on the mountain are now closed to public access as the mountain operations team gears up for ski season. That includes uphill access for biking, hiking, and skiing. Scott Pittenger, Telski Director of Mountain Ops, notes snowmaking equipment is springing up on the mountain and the Mountain Ops team is prepared to begin snowmaking as soon as weather conditions allow. Pittenger adds snow machines, avalanche mitigation, explosive work, and snowmaking equipment will be located throughout the resort and individuals are asked to avoid the area. It's time to say good riddance to the television that doesn't work, the computer you no longer use, and the fax machine that honestly belongs in a museum. It's time for EcoAction Partners' Fall Electronics Recycling Event. Recyclable items include everything from cell phones, wires, batteries, TVs, projectors, printers and copy machines, and microwaves. The Fall Electronics Waste Recycling event will take place on Friday, October 15th and Saturday, October 16th in Telluride at the Carhenge parking lot from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. In Mountain Village at the Market Plaza parking lot on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and in Norwood on October 16th at the San Miguel County Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. A new bridge on Bridal Veil Creek Trail is going in. According to San Miguel County officials, crews will be installing the bridge next week to improve the trail up to Bridal Veil Falls. The bridge will cross Ingram Creek. The Bridal Veil Creek Trail was constructed in 2019, a collaborative effort between San Miguel County, Idarado Mining Company, the Telluride Mountain Club, and the town of Telluride. The Mountain Club previously identified the trail as a priority trail in its trail's sustainability plan for the region. The trail allows hikers to bypass a portion of Black Bear Road to get to the falls. The bridge installation will take place on Tuesday, October 19th, starting at 9 a.m. The lower portion of the trail, from the parking area to the base of the falls, will be closed for the day. The parking lot and K69 will stay open. An independent redistricting commission has approved a new map for Colorado's 35 state Senate districts. KOTO's Scott Franz has more. If the state Supreme Court approves it, Democrats will be favored to maintain their Senate majority during upcoming elections. A West Slope district that includes the cities of Delta, Montrose, Gunnison, and Aspen would become the most competitive race, according to a study from nonpartisan analysts at the Capitol. A map of new House district boundaries also gives Democrats an apparent edge. Meanwhile, the Colorado Supreme Court heard complaints this week about a proposed congressional map. The court has until November 1st to decide whether to approve it or send it back to the commission for more work. The court has until November 15th for the State House and Senate districts. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for a 20% chance of snow showers tonight with mostly cloudy skies and a low around 20 degrees. Thursday snow showers are likely with mostly cloudy skies and some thunder possible. The high is near 40 degrees during the day and around 15 degrees at night. Friday calls for sunny skies with a high in the mid 40s. Friday night should be clear with a low around 25 degrees. This has been the news for Wednesday, October 13th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, 
call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Hi, this is Gloria Chavita from Wilkinson Public Library, and we invite you to celebrate with us this Sunday, October 17th at 2 p.m., Reading and Literacy. We are kicking off Read Telluride with a concert by the amazing musical duo 123 Andres and partnering up with the Telluride Rotary Club, AHA, Pinhead, Bright Futures, and the Historical Museum to bring you a fun afternoon of activities. We hope to see you this Sunday. Thank you, and thank you, Kodo. Hola, soy Gloria Chavira de la Biblioteca Pública de Wilkinson, y te invitamos a celebrar con nosotros este domingo 17 de octubre a las 12 p.m. la lectura y la alfabetización. Empezaremos Lea Telluride, con un concierto del increíble dúo musical 123 Andrés y con AHA, Pinhead, Bright Futures, el Museo Histórico y Club Rotario de Telluride, tendremos una tarde divertida llena de actividades. Te esperamos este domingo en la biblioteca a las 12 p.m. Gracias y gracias a Coto. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Coto. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues. <laughs>